Hello, 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 everyone. Woo! Good morning, good afternoon, wherever in the world you are. Vanessa, are you there? I sure am. Hey, everyone. It's so good Ooh, to what be What day are we on, Morgan? Is this day four? It's day four. It's, it's the only thing four. keeping me on track with the calendar in the whole world. It's the only thing. I don't know that it's Thursday. I only know that it's day four. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. We're so proud of you. It's been so beautiful watching everyone. Everywhere, your stories are inspiring. They're inspiring to me. They're inspiring to your friends and family. I know it. So keep going. Four, 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 four. We're on day four. If you can get to 21 days, we know that habits are formed. Scientifically, we know that habits are formed. And if we can just make this one habit, of stopping and taking 30 minutes for your day that are just for you, that are just walking in the direction of your best life, everything will change. We know it. So congratulations on day four, everybody. You ready to roll out? Who is the woman we celebrate for today? Who is it, Vanessa? <laughs> Look, Morgan, she's the woman who was like, I ain't waiting for no training. I ain't waiting for nothing. I got skills in the kitchen. I'm about to cook up some goodness. I'm about to sell these plates, and I'm about to fund this whole civil rights movement. Georgia Gilmore. Georgia Gilmore. Georgia Gilmore. Is maybe the most brilliant woman you've never heard of. Maybe some of you have heard of her. Um, we certainly talked about her when we were talking um, with Angela Davis, um, and Angela Davis gave her a big shout out and every woman who's like her. I have to tell you, Georgia Gilmore has quickly become, I just learned about her. I just literally learned about her, and I've been trying to study Black history my whole life. And she has quickly become one of my favorite women in Black history, because for me, she tells you to stand where you are, to stand for who you are, to be exactly who you were meant to be, and in that being real, that you can actually cause such big ripples in our community. And I just am so inspired by that. She didn't put on no air. She didn't try to be nobody else. She didn't try to do nothing that she didn't know how to do. All she did was dug in on what her superpower was in order to leverage that for the community. So let's talk about it a little bit. Real quick, Georgia Gilmore was a woman in Montgomery, Alabama. And in Montgomery, Alabama, she happened to be alive when the Montgomery bus boycotts were happening. And when she heard about Rosa Parks, who was then a senior citizen, sitting down on the bus and getting arrested, she was like, nah. She said, this generation is going to have to do something. So she said, I was not the kind of person to be going to meetings. She said, I love to fight. She was like, I will fight anybody black or white. This is not my, this is not my get down. And she said, but she went and she heard Dr. King, but she had a little change of spirit. She remember what her mama said. And she said, I got to do something. So being the charismatic, beautiful woman that she was with all these friends and all, she just decided to do something in her lane. She decided to do what she knew how to do. So she got in that kitchen. She started frying up fried chicken sandwiches, fried fish, lima beans, greens, macaroni and cheese. Oh, Hell yes, Lord. Look, look, that's why Big Mama had had the kitchen, but, we don't, but it's all right. <laughs> I was reading, but here, I want to talk about that because I was reading the whole yes. menu and I was so excited about it and I wanted to post it, but I didn't want people to come with us as a health organization. And part of that but is sometimes we have you need support chops. <laughs> well, we also have this thing about what is respectable and what is not. And you know what I mean? And what we yeah. can endorse as a community and what we can't. 
And, but we also have something very real called hypertension. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later because we do need to find yes. a workaround so we can keep building on that, that culinary legacy. But anyway, yes. so she started doing that. And as she started cooking, I mean, people from the whole community came. She single-handedly funded drivers for people to take people to work yes. during the bus boycott because she was practical. She was a mother of six. And she was like, people, protest or no protest, people got to go to work. And y'all can say the buses ain't going to run it, but people got to go to work. So I am going to pay black drivers to drive our community to work so that we can still have economic resources. She was so successful that of all the clubs who were fundraising for the movement, her club every single time outpaced everybody by far. She brought in the most money for the Montgomery bus boycott. And then Dr. King himself was like, you need to go ahead and start a business. Because what happened is she was testifying on his behalf and on other people. And she got fired from her job working for the National Lunch Company. She got fired from her job for standing up for justice. And Dr. King was like, well, start your own business. She was like, bet I've been an entrepreneur. She started her own business. Everybody came there. Robert Kennedy Jr. Not Robert Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Kennedy came. Lyndon B. Johnson came. All the people in the civil rights movement came to her restaurant, and she became infamous for feeding the community and funding the movement. So we are so grateful to celebrate her today and talk about her today. But before that, whoo. Morgan, I got to tell you something that's important. Before that, tell me something. Tell me something. This is a genius idea. So first of all, thousands of women have started calling in every morning to these boot camps. Your testimonies are filling our soul and we are filling each other's soul. If you haven't, check hashtag girl trick, hashtag daughters of, but as Morgan told you yesterday, hashtag black history boot camp, just to hear some of the testimonies. But Morgan, guess where I'm walking right now? I have a genius idea. I was really inspired by the Obama speech yesterday. (laughs) He did. And I was like, DC ain't that big. And I'm about to take this Black History Boot Camp live to the Obama house so that somebody could tell them that the Black History Boot Camp is right outside their house and maybe they will come out. So I'm walking <laughs> in Obama. <laughs> Look, I'm not a stalker, y'all, but the Black History no. Boot Camp is live and direct from the neighborhood of the Obamas. Somebody let them know so that they can join us for day five, day six, day eight, day something. We out here, we are the Georgia Gilmores. Me and you, I'm, I'm saying this to every Black woman so that they know how we got started. Morgan and I were just two Black women who were, like Fannie Lou Hamer, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we said, what is the level of activism that we could do within our own locus of control? And we said we could inspire Black women to walk. We started this movement from our literally working out of our beds for years, just making it happen, the two of us. And that is the level of get up and get it done that every Black woman who has called into this phone can do. We are the Georgia Gilmers. We all have a good idea about how we can help our friends and family. And that local activism, that that woman-to-woman activism is so powerful. So if you're just joining us, this is day four, and we want to welcome you. Um, First of all, follow up, tag at Michelle Obama, say Black History Bootstrap is coming outside in your neighborhood. Say Vanessa got on a Snoop Dogg shirt. Don't you got on a Snoop Dogg shirt today? And pink pink biker pants. You can't miss me. And some pink biker (laughs) pants. Just wave at her, First Lady. Just wave at her. She's probably on the phone. She's probably already on the phone. Like, look, this girl better not come by my house. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Listen, y'all, if you're just joining, this is day four, and I want to do a fun, quick recap in two minutes just to do the highlights of the, of the first three days. So, Vanessa, if yes. our four mothers were whispering in your ear, in this moment mm-hmm. of 2020 coronavirus, people in the streets marching resistance for uh, demanding their justice, 
What mm-hmm. would Audrey Lord whisper in your ear? She was day one. What would Audrey Lord whisper mm. in your ear? If you're silent about your pain, they will kill you anyway. So speak and speak loudly and speak the truth at every moment. Awesome. Awesome. I asked myself the same thing. Who Day two was Ella Baker. What would Ella Baker say to us right now? What would she whisper into our ear? And I think she would whisper, strong people don't need strong leadership. Give them light and they will find the way. Mm-hmm. Day three was Shirley Chisholm. What would she whisper in your ear this moment, Vanessa? Look, get out and vote. Stop playing around. This is what this is all about. This is what I spent my whole life to work on. This is what folks laid and died for. Get out and vote. 50, I think it was 55% of Black women or 58%, which is the largest percentage of any group in the country, show up to the polls. We vote in mass. But Morgan, I was talking yesterday with uh, someone from our team, Jada, and I was saying, what if we, Girl Trek, what if these calls could be responsible for getting 65% of Black women out to the polls, 75% of Black women out to the polls. I think we can do it with the effort of every single woman on this call. I think we could canvas our neighborhoods, knock on doors, drive our grannies to there. I think we can make sure people stay in line. So I want everybody to note that Girl Trek is on it and that we plan, this is just the start of this movement and revolution and what we're planning to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And today, Ms. Georgia Gilmore would tell us that you have every you need to make a difference. That no matter if you are a hairdresser, no matter if you are delivering the mail, no matter if you are an accountant, no matter, no, it does not matter what you, if you are a mother, you have what you need to contribute. You have mm-hmm. a superpower. And I just want to start to meditate on that. I want to take some moments of just quiet meditation on today's walk, where you do an assessment of where you are lit up, where your passions are, what you mm-hmm. do every day that you really relish. I want you to think about your superpower for just the next minute or so. So let's just walk quietly together. Now, as it becomes clearer and clearer in your head around what it is that you do better than most everybody you know, or what it is that just lights your fire, that makes you passionate, I just want you to breathe into that. So inhale and lift your shoulders up to your ears. And exhale. Ah, Say ah with me. Do that one more time. Inhale, shoulders up to your ears. And exhale, release them, say, ah, you are here, sisters, in this moment. If you have the opportunity and blessing to be out walking with us, you might feel the breeze, the sunshine, you might hear your community, you are here in all of your power, in all of your just grace, and every single thing that you just remembered that you had, all that power 
I want you to think about how you might begin to leverage that for Black people's liberation. I mean, if you are doing school children's hair who can't afford to get their hair done so they can focus on school, if you are a graphic designer and you are dedicating your skills to a movement who needs it, it does not matter what you do as long as you dig down deeply and you think strategically how you might be able to leverage that for your own liberation. One of the things that Georgia Gilmore said is, we actually have to show white people that we don't actually need them. She was so powerful in self-determination. She was like, when I get on that bus. We all we got, Morgan, we all we need. That's our slogan for today. We all we got, we all we need. We all we got, we all we need. I'm just saying, there's a protest chant for you right there. We're going to say it all together, all on our own blocks. <laughs> I was just we saying it, got, and the UPS, the UPS driver yeah. was looking at me like, yeah, ma'am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's right. Yes, UPS. Shout out to right. all UPS drivers. Yes. She, was saying when you put, she was saying when you put your money in that bus and they counted at the end of the day, they don't know black dollars from white dollars. She was like, so we better take our dollars mm-hmm. and do something with it. And so I just encourage you to support Black-owned businesses, that if you've been thinking and dreaming of having your own business, do it. There is nothing stopping you now is the moment. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. And we have some resources in the newsletter. Reach out to Shop Black or follow Shop Black with two Ps, Shop Black on Instagram. They're the trusted source of black, um, Black-owned businesses. If there are any other businesses we should be supporting, use Black History Bootcamp, hashtag Black History Bootcamp. Oh, and Morgan, can I tell you, this is actually one of the things that I've been doing, and I started doing it a couple of weeks ago, but even before this today's call, but audit how you are spending your money online. I know the convenience of using Amazon, trust me, but I was like, why am I ordering these 12 bundles of sage from Amazon when I know a black girl here in D.C., Ketnew, shout out to her, part of the Who Sells Sage, and I was like, I know it's convenient for me to just get it at my door, but the one extra step of supporting a black woman here instead of ordering my stuff from Amazon, that's what we have to do. And I started looking at all of my online orders and saying, could I walk to a place and get this? Like even my my favorite little soaps and my lotions, I was like, I know there's a black woman in DC holding it down on some homemade soap. So I started to shake my own network to ask myself, where can I get the things that I love locally to me and support black businesses here? I, ch- I would challenge everyone to go on your Amazon list today and ask yourself, what are the things that you are buying that you could be supporting a local business? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you can't, if you don't know a lot of black owned businesses, check our hashtag because collectively we can start to build a database. We can start to build a database yeah. and inform and, and teach each other. So I think that's great. Woo. Yeah. Good to be out today. It does. Look, these houses is big in this neighborhood. Oh, my shoot. <laughs> hey, neighbors. <laughs> but no, on, on the real, Morgan, the sun is shining out here and the, the birds are chirping and I could not sleep last night. I was, I mean, the tension was like in my spine. It was in my stomach and I just had to breathe and I was really looking forward to this call. So I'm going to encourage women tomorrow, we're going to have day five, and then we're even going to take a break over the weekend so that other women can catch up and join us on Monday. I'm just go back and listen to the recordings if you need it, right? This walking, this thing is saving our lives, the breathing in of the air, the breathing out of the anger and the rage and the sadness and confusion. Every step that we do that for me, it's personally been so healing. Yeah. 
For me too, Vanessa. For me too. It's um, yeah. one of the things when I was reading about Georgia Gilmore today, um, I was just trying to remember like all of the things that excited oh me. Oh my God, Morgan, you know who I just, you her? know who I just saw? I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I'm not going to yell out at him, oh, but sorry, you know who I just walked past? Jose Andre. Who? Do you know who that is? He's like one of the most famous oh, no. chefs in the world. He does the World Central Kitchen. Oh, I love him. Yeah, no, I know who he is. I know. He's right here. I know. He's right oh, here. You know what? That's a sign. That's a sign we need to talk about food. <laughs> we need to talk about food. That's oh, a sign. I'm not yes, kidding because God yes. is like, stop promoting that fried chicken sandwich, Morgan. Stop promoting it. That's what God is saying. All right. Let's talk about food, Vanessa. What is the best comfort food that the women in your house growing up cooked? The most delicious. Ooh, that's good. My family, I mean, yeah. So Thanksgiving was the hit at our house. And sadly, we would have Thanksgiving food 365 days of the year. But my grandmother made the best cornbread dressing. And she would make the cornbread dressing sometimes with like baked turkey wings, sometimes with smothered pork chops, sometimes with fried chicken. But that cornbread dressing is actually something that when I personally am thinking of comfort and home, I'm thinking like I want some cornbread dressing with the gravy kind of dripping off. It is so, so, so delicious. Okay, so Carol Jean used to make, um, let me see, chicken and dumplings. She used to make, it was really good. Um, Will you ask her to share that recipe with me, Morgan? Because if you can't, look, this is one of the things. Talk about being the daughters of, I feel like chicken and dumplings is one of those recipes that if we don't maintain it, it's going to get lost. And yeah, I love chicken and dumplings. But it's like, who do you know under the age of 50 who know how to make chicken and dumplings? Because I don't know nobody. Nobody? We got to preserve our culinary tradition. We're just putting too much complicated stuff. I think it's supposed to be simple and delicious. But so chicken and dumplings you make, and then salmon croquettes she used to make with like, um, and we put hot sauce on them, and they used to taste so good with eggs in the morning for breakfast or even in the evening because we would just keep eating them all day. Whew. So if you have recipes, and we really, really need recipes now that maybe you have altered a little bit, take, you know, took the sticks of margarine out or butter or whatever it is that you have, or if you have any books like um, Feed the Resistance, Vanessa bought for me as a gift. Um, or a Michael Twitty's book, or old school Patty LaBelle's book was the bomb. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I was cook. waiting. I was like, you know, Auntie Patty came through with that diabetic cookbook. Come on, you know she, she came was through. so I good. But I have her original cookbook, man. Let me tell you, Patty LaBelle knows how to throw down some stuff. She got some a recipe in there for get you a husband crab cake. I'm just saying, y'all, <laughs> look it up. Look it up. <laughs> Oh, my God. So if you have recipes, please share those with us. That's just one of the, the action call-out items for today. We want to hear what you guys are thinking and what you, what you guys are cooking out there. What are you going to cook this weekend, Vanessa? So actually, and I don't – this is – look, this corona got us out in this kitchen. And even though I'd be exhausted, I'd be like, I'm not a woman who want to necessarily be in the kitchen. I'm not George Gilmore. That ain't my ministry. But you know what? This corona got us in the kitchen. It got us leaning into the things that, like, our grandma taught us. So yesterday at the store, actually, I picked up two whole trout and two whole red snappers. I don't know how to cook either one of those wow. things. But I would wow. like it fresh and it's here. And actually, that's another strategy I want to tell people. So as you know, as you're shopping in the grocery stores right now, there's actually the grocery stores are like, shoot, dang, ain't no chicken wings, ain't no this. Like, there's a lot of stuff that is not there. But I was talking to my cousin. I was like, because how we are supposed to shop is what is fresh, what is available. That's what I'm going to cook. 
right? So we have to go back more to that like farm mentality, not, ooh, I have a taste for this. Let me go to the store and get the ingredients. But what is in season and what is accessible? And then let me learn how to cook it in a healthy way. So when I went to the store yesterday, they had this really fresh trout and snapper. And I was like, well, that's what I'm going to cook because that's what the store has. And I actually think that pushes us, first of all, around expanding our palates and getting healthier and like just pushing past like the mundane of what we know how to cook. And it ensures that we are actually being more sustainable, which is really important with our food as well. So I'm going to put it on Instagram, how my trout and how my snapper come out. If somebody has some trout and snapper recipes, please add Girl Trek so that, and, and hashtag uh, Black History Bootcamp and share it. Is there is there a dog biting your feet? It sounds like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it might be my earbuds. I can't wait for your trout to come out good. You know, so for, for those of you who don't know, last year um, I came to Ghana and I just never came back home. And I love it so much. And it's the one thing that it has really taught me is just be fully present and particularly with food, just really enjoy what you have because that, that same thing might not be there um, tomorrow. And so yesterday he was walking down. I was like, oh, it's a banana. And and Jerry and I walked down um, the street, and the lady was like, ain't no bananas. <laughs> they were gone, right? Because they bring them from the mountains every day. She's like, ain't no bananas. So then she had some cabbage, and she had a whole bunch of other stuff. And I got some cabbage, and I made a big old pot of cabbage stew last night, which is good because I'm mm. trying to lose 15 COVID pounds. It was really good. So I had some Do you put butter in your cabbage? Because that's how I like mine. I like, like it too, that's but thing, when you're that's trying to lose 15 pounds. Cabbage. One pat of butter in there, Morgan, at least one pat of butter. No, no, I'm not. I'm trying to lose these 15 pounds. I just had to have a dry, but it's still delicious. I put some like pepper and garlic and ginger and stuff in it. Not ginger, garlic and onions uh, in it, and it tasted okay. It didn't taste like butter, but it tasted okay. Um, so anyway, all right. Well, I don't know. Let me see what else I have planned to talk about today. So if you did not catch that, we're going to take a hiatus for Saturday and Sunday because we have, overnight, we had another 5,000 people join. So keep spreading the word. We're up to 50,000 people who are walking with us now. Um, and so, or 55,000 actually. So um, this weekend, since people are starting on day two and day three, and because we want you to be able to rest, because we think, like the, um, our sister at the NAP ministry says, that rest is not only restorative, but it's actually radical. It's revolutionary to take a nap. Um, so we want you to rest on Saturday um, and Sunday and come back on Monday. Because really, if you can just walk five days a week um, for 30 minutes a day, that that alone, that alone is what the CDC says will change everything for your, for your health and your life. So we're super excited about that. Shout out to Sisters Internationally who are walking with us. There's a bunch of women all over the continent of Africa and some in India now, <laughs> some in India who have joined. So shout out to all of you all. Yeah, Morgan, that actually the fact that so many women are joining and, <clears throat> and the fact that so, and actually look, the amount of men who are asking, can they join these calls as well? Girl Trek unapologetically creates safe space for black women, but we welcome folks into the conversation, right? To learn and um, just to, to learn, because learning is how we stop the false narratives. Learning is how 
we start to remember. And I, and Morgan and I talked about this earlier. We're going to start to roll out even some Black History Boot Camp around women from the diaspora. Our story did not start with enslaved folks. Our fight is not just here on U.S. soil. The power of these calls is connecting this diaspora and, and all of the ideas that we have, all of the traditions and the rituals, gathering them back up, Morgan. Imagine that we gather back up all the stuff that was stolen from us, all of the knowledge, all of the energy, all of the ideas from all of the world and put it in one big pot. Like we will be so bombed. We will be so bombed as a people when we start to unite with our sisters in Jamaica and our sisters in Ghana and our sisters in London and wherever you might be. Like we are all one folk just one folk. And I'm, that's one of the beautiful things about what's happening here. And it's one of the beautiful things about talking about Georgia Gilmore today, because I do think that there's a perception when we talk about Black history, that the people who were doing the work are these kind of Rosa Parks icons that you read about in a history book. But I actually don't think that the, the, the stories that we tell around our porch, right, around the change, I don't know if everybody in the world knows that. And so I'm glad that we can put a new face on what it is to talk about Black history, because it is not just the Ella Bakers of the world or the Rosa Parks of the world. It is the women like Georgia Gilmore. And it's funny, Morgan, how do we even feel about this? Like, who gets the do and who doesn't get the do? Does it even matter? Does it? Because I think sometimes we're going to have to do the work without the celebration. And I know we're going to be talking about Zora Neale Hurston. And we'll get into that next week. But I'm like, why didn't like Georgia Gilmore probably deserve more flowers while she was alive, right? More celebration. And she just didn't get it until that article came out. You there, Morgan? What are you thinking? Morgan is there. Don't worry, y'all. This is this is what happens when you be walking on the streets of Ghana. But that's actually, and that's beautiful. That's actually even a part of the movement that Morgan and I have built, which is that I can be here in Washington, D.C., and Morgan can be in Ghana. And the 700,000 women who walk with us across the country can be wherever the wherever you are, but we are together. And that's actually one of the most important reminders that we can have right now today, which is we're not social distancing, we're just physically distancing, but we know that Black people thrive and need community. And these walks and these talks every day, lean into it. Like we are your girlfriends and your sisters, we got you, you have each other. If you are feeling isolated and you need support, we got you on a support line, 855-GIRL-TREK without the I, if you just need a sister who you can reach out to. So beyond these calls, we are working every single day to connect you with the women around this country who will ensure that you ain't going to go up in flames, right? Because as we talked about on the call with Audrey Lord, that's what self-care looks like, the collective, the collective. So I want to personally thank everyone for calling in today on this line to talk about Georgia Gilmore, to learn about her. The playlist is fire. The playlist is fire. So check the playlist out on Spotify. If you need to get any but of the other that. recordings. Look, Morgan. Sorry, I'm back. Listen, Georgia Gilmore's out there who work for PSNG yes. or electricians. Please come to Africa and set up these phone lines so I can walk. <laughs> Georgia Gilmore, come on. Georgia Gilmore's Unite needs to be it needs to be a t-shirt because ordinary women yeah. out there who got that fire, who got that spunk, and I heard you talking about that playlist. That is a playlist to walk to or mm-hmm. to fry chicken to. It is so good. <laughs> it is so Vanessa, your playlist from yesterday was good when I was walking before this call. I was listening to it and the Clark sisters was giving me the whole life. I had look, to stand up you the sunshine. <laughs> look, look, come on. Come on. Yeah. Well we have some harmony for a second. We have some harmony. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, y'all. I know it's time. We can act silly. Yeah. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. I'm excited about the call tomorrow. Invite a friend to come out and walk. Be the Georgia Gilmore in your community. Whatever your superpower is, lean into it, sisters. Lean into it because we need you. We need you. All are welcome to the revolution. We need you. All right. It has been great. All right. China, you want to cue it up? See you tomorrow. This is an audio Not clip of Georgia Gilmore being interviewed by Eyes on the Prize, and she's being interviewed, and it's about two minutes long, and the audio, but listen, lean in to listen, because there's only really one interview of her voice. Um, so be well, everyone. We love you. Did you ever get tired during the, the days when you were walking? Did you ever think that maybe this was uh, in vain and was not going to work out and you were wasting your legs? No. In fact, it was really something that was a good experience for you because, you know, for so long you had gotten where you depended on certain things and you felt like you couldn't do without them. But after a while, you, you became acquainted with what was in for you and you decided that you would just do it and you would pray and the Lord opened so many ways for me but see because before uh, the bus boy boycott I couldn't uh, drive but after the bus uh, boycott began I was able to drive and then I was able to save enough money to get a car and then I was really a big shot because I felt like that I had come up in the world being able to drive a car and say, well, I own the car. And um, after being uh, going to the mass meeting and listening at Reverend King tell you how to be and not to be mean and, and hateful and to always pray and ask the Lord to give you spirit whereas you wouldn't do things that you would regret later. And listening at him changed my whole life because I was a, the kind of person who would be fiery. And I didn't mind fighting you. I didn't care who you was, white or black. But uh, listening at him, I began to realize some of the things that my mother had taught me in the past. That you think twice before you do some things because some things you do, you regret it later. And so by me uh, being able to control my temple, I made a lot of friends that I not, never thought that I would have, white and black. <coughs> would you say it's true that uh, black women in Montgomery were really very important in, in keeping the boycott going on? Yes, they were. Why would you say that? Because see, they were made cooks. And they was the one that really and truly kept the bus running. And uh, after the maids and the cooks stopped riding the bus, well, the bus didn't have any need to run because the majority of the maids was in Cloverdale and Capitol Heights and Oak Park. And so instead of riding the bus, they would walk. And then they began to form a carpool. And once the carpool began, they lost completely interested in the bus. So that's why the bus boycott was a success. 